your baseball life. Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, EMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you right up until, well, just before noon. Trent's play of the day. Is there a tennis, Wimbledon uh, match? Part of the plays of the day. Tune in and find out. Maybe, maybe. Mr. Tennis over there. Uh, That's coming up at about 10 minutes before the hour of noon. Of course, we will head to Chicago, catch up with David Kaplan. Cubs lose, White Sox win. Justin Fields going to have a breakout year, according to some who've been watching. Boy, they're going to need it because I don't sense a lot of hope uh, for this uh, Bears team uh, in 2022. So we'll get to that uh, with Cappy about 11.30. Working on Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Look forward to catching up with uh, Blair Kirkhoff. Who's covered the uh, uh, covered the sports landscape in the Kansas City area, whether it be the the Royals or the uh, Chiefs, obviously the Big Twelve. Speaking of the Chiefs, uh, we do have some news regarding our friend Mitch Holtis. Uh, Mitch has committed to join us again this year, as he's done over the last few years. Uh, starting in August, he will join us from training camp each and every day, about ten fifty. So if you're if you're an NFL fan, if you're a Chiefs fan, Holtis will join us every day during August at that time, and then uh, weekly uh, throughout the football season. Let's head to Kansas City. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Star, joins us. We're grateful when he finds time uh, to get back with us here in Central Iowa when today is one of those days. Blair, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Blair Kirkhoff. How are you? I'm great. I hope you guys are, too. It's been a while since we've chatted. Absolutely has been. Hopefully you're over your little health scare. Certainly you got a lot of people's attention uh, in Central Iowa. you got a lot of people that uh, were really concerned about you, Blair. Um, you know, Aww. here in Central Iowa, you're covering the Big 12 and a lot of Cyclone people that work for them, cover their games, etc. Uh, concerned about how you're doing. So wanted to let you know that uh, you had a lot of uh, people rooting for you to get through this. Well, that's, that's fantastic to hear. I, I, I was overwhelmed by the, the response when, when I put it out there that I, I had um, uh, been diagnosed with leukemia. And this was back in December. And because of the treatment, I, I had to miss basically the next three, three and a half months of work. So the, the bulk of Big 12 basketball, the end of the NFL season and the bulk of Big 12 basketball. So um, that was tough. I, those are It's a time of year that I absolutely love mm-hmm. to be in sports and to cover sports and I and, um, and, and, uh, hated missing it. Loved recovering. Uh, <laughs> got, got better and feeling great. In fact, I'm, I'm heading out to uh, a Royals game right now. Well, yeah, I guess let, let's start with those Royals, yeah. uh, because Blair, I think, I won't speak for Trent, but I think I can. We both thought that, you know, we've seen baby steps, right? And that, not that maybe they weren't going to win the division, but certainly another step forward was in the offering for 2022. That has not happened. And Blair, when I look at that roster, there's worse rosters in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, uh, than what we see uh, with the Royals. What has gone wrong, Blair? Yeah, you're right. The idea going into this season was to take a 
just take a next step. And I don't know exactly what that next step was going to look like. They were 74 and 88 last year. So I was hoping let's, let's see if they can get close to 500, get, get up to 80, 81 wins and, and maybe, you know, keep, keep that going. One of the hallmarks of the Royals teams that were, you know, very successful in 14 and 15 were they improved record wise for like six straight years up until 2015. And, so sometimes that meant baby steps, and, and I was hoping maybe we'd see that with this Royals team. Well, they got out of the gate such a bad way, um, and it was a lot of things. In April, they, they couldn't hit the ball at all, and veteran players like with Merrifield, Salvador Perez, Hunter Dozier, not not doing great at the plate. And then when they when the weather heated up, the bats heated up, and the pitching just fell apart. They. And you name it, they, they've had problems in the bullpen with the starting rotation. It's a young rotation. Um, they've pinned a lot of their hopes on the future on this rotation, especially the 2018 draft class that produced people like Brady Singer and Chris Bubich and Daniel Lynch. And, you know, they're still suffering the, the, the growing pains of, uh, you know, of being young major leaguers. But the bullpen's been a big disappointment. Uh, they, the bullpen leads the major leagues in walks, mm. and they, it just—it's just painful to watch the Royals in a close game late, bringing going to the bullpen and and seeing those guys not able to uh, to keep runners off base and to keep a lead. So, uh, of course, the last couple games they played the Texas Rangers. The bullpen hasn't mattered. They fall behind <laughs> big early and. But yeah, so you know, between the Royals and the Oakland A's, they're the two worst teams in, in the American League, and I I did not expect that from this Royals team. Thought they were going to be better. I was with Ken. I think a lot of people were buying in a push for five hundred, maybe a realistic possibility. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. So, where is the blame going? Dayton Moore, he makes a a move up, if you will. Now the president of baseball operations still has his fingerprints on this. Matheny, where is most of the blame going right now with this current Royals team? Well, in, in early on, it went with the, the, the hitting coach, Terry Bradshaw, and he got fired in mid-May. And at the time, Royals fans were asking, did the right coach get fired? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal Eldridge, the pitching coach, and they're having all kinds of problems on the mound right now. Um, so I, I think if, if there's going to be a next shoe to drop, it'll be the firing of Cal Eldridge. I just don't think it's going to happen during the season. It'll happen after the season. And... Uh, and then, then we'll just have to see uh, what, what what happens after that. Dayton Moore is um, uh, pretty loyal to Mike Matheny, the manager. I don't think Mike Matheny will lose his job, no matter what happens this year. But something that needs to happen is the three players, the three rookies that are in the lineup for the first time yesterday and will be in the lineup today and for most of the games the rest of the season are Bobby Wood Jr., the shortstop, uh, MJ Melendez, who's filling in right now for the injured Salvador Perez behind the plate. And as of yesterday, um, Vinny Pasquantino, first baseman slash DH, who they have high hopes for, uh, big power hitter, was leading the minor leagues in, in RBI. So want to see those three guys continue to develop. And then the Royals will have to decide who they want to put around them going forward. I can, I, I think right now there are a, a lot of, uh, trade possibilities for the Royals, starting with Andrew Benintendi, mm-hmm. left fielder. They could probably get a decent return for him right now. Trade deadline's in about 30 days. But nobody's safe, including 
uh, Whit Merrifield and Michael A. Taylor in center field and Hunter Dozier. Nobody, nobody on this team is safe. No veteran anyway. Uh, Chiefs in a second, of course. I want to pick your brain on Brett Yormack, who's taking over the Big 12. Just uh, a baseball-related note, just because he is part of that championship team. Lorenzo Cain ha- has called it a career uh, within the last couple of weeks. How will uh, how will Royals fans remember Lorenzo Cain, who seemingly, uh, Larry, and you dealt with him a bunch being in that locker room, uh, and everybody says he's as, as good as a player he was. He's just a terrific person as well. Lorenzo Cain's Kansas City days, how will he be remembered? Beloved, absolutely beloved in this town. Uh, I think the, there aren't many images of Lorenzo Cain, you know, photographs, um, videos, where when he's away from, when he's in the clubhouse or taking batting practice, just not during a game where he's not smiling. He had one of the most beautiful smiles of any baseball player I've ever seen, just a big, wide smile. Mm. Great, great player, um, great clubhouse guy. And, you know, if, if you can make a case that for the, the Royals teams of, of 2013, 14, and 15, uh, the, the best Royals teams of the last 35, 40 years, he was the best player. Uh, they didn't have a, a, an American League MVP or a Cy Young winner. They had a phenomenal bullpen with the likes of Wade Davis and Greg Holland and Kelvin Herrera. Uh, but the best position player was, was Lorenzo Cain. Just his, his, his defense was was excellent, maybe the best defensive center fielder in the game during that time. Gave him enough at the plate and on the base path. I still think his scoring from first base on a single by Eric Hosmer in game six of the 2015 ALCS is one of the top five baseball moments in Kansas City history. He was just a joy to watch, to be around, and uh, I'd love to see him sign a one-day contract Mm. and retire as a Royal. I know he started and finished his career in Milwaukee and gave the Brewers great, great games, great seasons. But um, his best baseball was played in Kansas City, and even he suggested he wouldn't mind retiring as a Royal. Blair, if I would have said the name Brett Yormark a couple of days ago to you, would you have had any response or would you look at me with a blank stare because I hadn't heard the guy's name certainly by that, but now he is going to be the new Big 12 commissioner. Well, Trent, I'm glad you pronounced it because I didn't know how to pronounce it until I first heard you say it. And, and I was on a podcast with somebody this morning, and I mispronounced it. So, yeah, that's how little I knew about Brent. And, and you know, listen, I, I, I had not heard of Rock Nation. I, I mean, I know Jay-Z and all, but Rock Nation, I, I didn't know what that was. I had to look that up as well. So, look, the, the, the Big 12 is going the Pac-12 path, right, in hiring somebody from outside of the – the college sports establishment. And uh, the Pac-12, for all the issues it has had, especially with its its, uh, television network, they are generally happy with what uh, George Kaliakoff has brought to that league. And uh, and I imagine the Big 12 is in a, you know, they're they're obviously in a state of flux with the departure of Texas and Oklahoma and the incoming four schools. And that's the second most important job for the new commissioner is to, uh, make sure the transition is smooth. The biggest issue, of course, is the new television contract. There is nothing nothing that the Big 12 will do in the next few years that will be more important than getting a TV and media deal that is competitive with the other leagues. And I'm not talking about the SEC and the Big 10, but the Pac-12 and the ACC. If, if the Big 12 is going to remain a Power 5 conference, 
and not be a you know a power four and a half uh, league. It's got to make the money from from its media deals that it's been making in the last few years. That's going to be difficult with the departure of its biggest brand. Yep. And so now, um, Yarmark is Yarmark is going to have to be um, a, a wheeler and a dealer for the Big Twelve when it comes to its new media deals. Mm. Yeah, on the surface, I, I like it. I do. Uh, g- give it a chance. Uh, you know, instead of just dusting off somebody else, recycling, regurgitating, uh, if you will. You know, to, cons- to the Big Twelve overall. Yep, you're a thousand percent right. They lose the biggest brands. No, you can't even argue against that. Texas and Oklahoma. I thought Bullsby and Company did a pretty nice job of uh, of bringing in the schools that they did in both basketball and football. BYU's really good. Cincinnati played for uh, uh, in the college playoff last year. Central Florida sleeping giant. Houston good in both basketball uh, and and football. I thought that you know what they were dealt a very difficult hand about a year ago at this time, I thought they made the most of it, Blair. I'm, I'm in complete agreement. I, I think they've got the four right schools uh, to expand. I'm glad they expanded to 12 and not and not to 10. Um, I, I think that's going to serve the, the, the league well. We'll see what happens when it comes to football divisions. If that, if, if they, if, if that comes back, I kind of would like to see it, to be honest with you. I know that's not the trend in mm-hmm. college football now, but I, I think I'd like to see it. I'm I'm a big Bob Bowlesby guy. I, I've always been, back to his Iowa days, I, I've always been uh, an admirer of the job that he does in college sports through to Stanford and his role on on committees uh, in basketball and in football and the job. He, he came into the Big 12 at a really difficult time and stabilized the league, got it through a decade, the final decade of its media contract. I think Bob Bowlesby should be remembered as a Successful commissioner and um, and one that I hope he I hope he enjoys his retirement because he worked hard on behalf of the Big Twelve and throughout his entire life career in college sports. I'm not sure who else has done more for college sports than Bob Bolsby. We know how great the Big Twelve basketball tournament is in Kansas City. It's bounced around, been different places, but. There's just nothing like the Power and Light District and seeing our people here from the state of Iowa go down there and all the Cyclone fans. But now with the future, with a conference that stretches from West Virginia down to Orlando all the way out to Provo, I know it's in Kansas City at least for the next few years. Do you see that being the permanent home, or are there some changes in what's a great conference tournament in Kansas City? Well, it's going to be in Kansas City through 2027. So that's, great. what is that, uh, five or six more years. That's that's That is great, and and that'll get through the, um, uh, the the transition into the you know into the new members, and they'll get to see what it's like in in Kansas City with uh, Iowa State fans, you know, coming you know, just descending on Kansas City like like no fan base does. So uh, they'll, they'll get they'll get a look. I, I know that Salt Lake City and Orlando are interested in in holding events like the Big Twelve tournament and. Listen, they, they get a chance to sit at the table and, and, and listen and and promote their their cities and, uh, and, and 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 they have to be heard. But it really is one of the grand events of college basketball. Nobody does it better than Kansas City. Uh, look, it's it's fortunate for the league that Kansas has been as good as it's been uh, historically, and that Iowa State's been as good as it has been historically, and their fans are just phenomenal. Kansas State, you know, brings fans. Oklahoma State brings fans. You don't have to fly to Kansas City from a right. lot of places to 
you know, to get here, that would not be the case in Salt Lake City or Orlando. We saw what happened in the years it was in Dallas and Oklahoma City and uh, just, you know, basically a, a ghost town, especially in Dallas. So let that be a warning to, to anybody who, who wants to talk about moving the, the Big 12 tournament out of Kansas City. It doesn't work anywhere else. It hasn't worked anywhere else. Um, we'll, uh, and just, I'm, look, I got, I've got hometown bias here. I love it here. I hope it never leaves. But Orlando, Salt Lake, and Houston, anybody else needs to be heard. But they also need to see what it's like here. One event, apparently, that is moving, Blair, football media days. This is the last year in Dallas. Have you heard the Greenbrier, yeah, the uh, hotel, that was res- what do they call it, America's Resort, that was built in 1778, is hosting Big 12 media days uh, next year, which would be great if that's the case. Well, I didn't hear that it was doing media days. I know it's going to do the league, the, the spring meetings, but that, that's news to me. I'm glad to hear that. I, I've been to the Greenbrier. I, I grew up in in that part of the country, not in West Virginia, but close enough that it was a, it was a vacation spot for people, uh, in, in where I grew up. And I've been there a couple times. It is, it is a phenomenal resort area and it's the training. Is it the saints? Um, it's, it's a training Panthers, place, maybe the Panthers, one of those teams yeah. trains at the, yep. the Greenbrier and, um, and, and raved about it. So, I'm glad to hear that. I well, I hope I'm right that. now. I hope I'm right because I did hear that and I got pumped up right away. So I'll have to look on that because I'm already making plans. Uh, last thing for you, Blair, we got to cover the Chiefs. Boy, oh boy, the AFC West, right? Uh, here comes Russell Wilson, Herbert, I think, and those Chargers are about to just uh, take off. I think their arrow's pointing way up. Uh, of course, Tyreek Hill no longer in Kansas City. I think they maybe take a baby step back. The Raiders, one of these years, are going to figure it out. That division, top to bottom, yikes. Yeah, it, 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 it was fantastic um, to see what the, the other three school, uh, schools, <laughs> the other three teams did in the AFC West. You're right, Russell Wilson the single biggest acquisition, but the Chargers went out and, and got defensive help. The Raiders did the same thing, bringing in Chandler Jones. and um, it, it, Everybody's been chasing the Chiefs now for six years, uh, six straight AFC West titles for the Chiefs, and they all went and did something about it. Unlike what the AFC East used to be about, when the, when the Patriots were winning every year, the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins would just roll over and let it happen. and It was just an embarrassment, I thought, for the NFL. That's not happening in the AFC West. These, you know, these these teams are tired of losing to the Chiefs. Part of the stranglehold the Chiefs have on on the AFC West is they beat those teams. They, Andy Reid has a phenomenal record in the division since he's been in Kansas City. They beat the Broncos eleven straight times. <laughs> so uh, it's it's going to be great. I think the Chiefs step back a little bit with the loss of Tyree Kill and Tyron Matthew, while the other three step up. Is it enough to close the gap, though, and, and finally get someone else to the top of the division? We'll have to see about that. Well, as a Broncos fan, I'm ready for that 11-0 streak to come to an end. We shall see if this is the yeah. year. Blair, listen, happy that uh, you've got that behind you. Uh, really glad you're back on your feet and you're headed to uh, cover sports and write about them uh, at the Kansas City Star. Blair, as always, thank you for doing this. Look forward to doing it again. Thank you, Blair. Absolutely. Great talking to you guys. Good talking to you. Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City Stars. He's over his battle with leukemia. That's awesome. It really is. Uh, when I heard that, that was kind of a jolt, right? Yeah. One of the great guys in the in the industry. Got to see him up at the Final Four 2019 uh, in Minneapolis and talked to him for a long time. Yep. Just sitting there BSing with Blair. 
you're right. One of the good people. Yep. I've talked to Blair for a number of years. You have as well. One of our all-time favorites. Yes, he is. Need no to, doubt. Uh, Maybe talk to a, a sponsor, too. See if we can get him a little more often. That would be great. <laughs> Indeed and it would. It would be great for the audience because he is just a wealth of information, mm-hmm. does such a great job, and, and is so locked into the Big 12. And we certainly know the importance of that here in this market. No question. 11.25, we will do a keyword. Cappy's coming up from uh, Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap. But right now, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com and enter this keyword, money, money at KXNO.com, money at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Next opportunity is coming up with Murph and Andy in the 1 o'clock hour. The keyword is money at KXNO.com. Chicago Sports with the Capman, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. On your side. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive. While Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on. One for podcast. Trent Condon here for the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show, I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. My favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market. But it is always a renter's market, especially when you hire Renter's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renter's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them. 24-7. 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. 
right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what that music means. It's time for his weekly appearance. Off to Chicago, we shall go. David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He joins us under the weather. Glad you could join us, Cap. How are how you feeling, first of all? Uh, I would say I'm probably 75%. I'm better today than I was the last three days. This COVID is no fun. First time you've got it, right? You didn't have it. Um, I, didn't, I don't recall. Uh, this is your first yeah, time. I have, not, I have not had it at all. Yeah. Um, just just when you realized that you know something's wrong with me, what 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 was it, Cap, that made you take a test? What what was the feeling? Uh, I was just exhausted, and I'm you know always on the go, I'm not a napper, or, yeah, or any of that. And I uh, was. We have a house up in Wisconsin, and I was. With my wife on Saturday, and I said, I'm going to take a nap. And she said, you were asleep in three seconds, and you slept for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I got up after a good night's sleep. Just didn't feel right. Took another nap that afternoon and then drove back to Chicago because I had to work on Monday. And my wife, when I left, and our anniversary was Monday, mm-hmm. and she said, "Hon, you need to take a COVID test. This is, you're not yourself. So we had some at the house. As soon as I got here, took a test, and it was 60 seconds. Bam, it was yeah. there. So Sunday night, no fun. Monday night, Tuesday night, feel eh today. So I'm laying up. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> I was um, just laying on the couch. Mm. Did it? Uh, did the Cubs uh, taking two or three from the Cardinals alleviated it all <laughs> over the weekend, Cap? Yes, it did. A hundred percent. It's hundred percent to think of all those people in jorts walking out of uh, Bush Stadium, losing two or three to my team. Yes, I still feel crappy, but yes, it made me laugh. We continue to see some young names thinking about the future, thinking about how this is going to be rebuilt, if you will, for this Cubs team and the organization. Money will be there when they spend it eventually but when you're looking at these young pieces we've got of course talked about christopher morrell and just what an enthusiastic high-level guy that he has been we've seen good things out of keegan thompson anybody else that has caught your eye that you think can be part of the core maybe not a huge piece but at least a chunk going forward of what this team's looking to do okay so you said keegan thompson who else did morrell you morrell yeah uh nico horner yeah i agree had a surprisingly good year yep is three. Um, I still think Ian Happ's a really good player, and I would think if you're trying to put a good team together, that would be the kind of guy you'd want to have. Um, and I wouldn't trade Wilson Contreras, but they are going to. I don't see any scenario that mm-hmm. they don't. So um, is Justin Steele a piece? Uh, maybe. maybe. And I just watch, uh, you know, I watched both teams play last night, the Cubs and the White Sox, and. 
you know, I just I look at our team and I go, all right, we don't have a first baseman. You can't tell me Schwindel or Rivas are part of it. Mm-mm. Madrigal, I don't know because he hasn't been healthy. Corner, no shot on Patrick Wisdom. No shot on Jason Hayward. I still don't understand why he's on the roster. And when we interviewed Jed Hoyer last week, I I told him that on the air. I said, Jed, I believe th- this is exactly what I said to him. Jed, I believe if you're rebuilding or you have a bad team, the end of the year, the one thing you should know is anybody on my roster who's part of my next really good team. I said, Jason Hayward is not part of a good team now, and he's never going to be part of a good team on this in this city again. So why you're playing him, I don't know. Nelson Velasquez should play basically every day. Nope. Morrell should play every day. And whoever else in the minor leagues that makes sense that they're ready to go, bring them up here or trade different guys and get young guys in here. I, I, I don't understand why he would play. I don't. So that's the one that really I scratched my head at. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Kaplan is our guest. Well, Cap, we range to be seen what changes are going to be coming. It's just it's just weird to turn on a game right and see all the empty seats. Um, you know, when you consider like most night, beautiful night last night. Yeah, I get it, it's the Reds, but it's still the Reds, a divisional foe. And I mean, there's there's not entire sections empty, but it's, I guess if you're getting if you're going to Chicago and it's such a destination city and you want to go see Wrigley Field, if there is a silver lining, it's easier to get into the ballpark, cheaper to get into the ballpark. But still, weird to see empty seats at Wrigley Field. Cap after the last few years. Yeah, it's sad, it's disappointing, but if you're going to charge the type of prices that they charge, then that's going to happen. I mean, look, we're in a, a, uh, coming out of a pandemic, we are in a very rough spot with inflation, and so someone who has, I'm not going to call it a fixed income, but they don't have disposable, crazy income to go out and buy tickets whenever they want, Maybe they'll take their family to a game, but you want people to buy those seats, the most expensive experience when you count parking, food, whatever else, and tickets in baseball, top four ticket price, and they're showing up to watch who? They're going to look and go, oh, I like the Contreras kid. He's going to start the All-Star game. Yeah, well, he won't be here in a month. Uh, Wisdom, he might hit a home run. He's not part of the future. So I, I just keep looking at our team, and it's just wildly disappointing to me. Wildly disappointing, at least the way it ended for the Bulls and a team that got to spend to get into that building, too, as big as it is. They go out and draft Arizona guard Dalen Terry, a guy that has length, six foot seven, scored it okay, but only averaged eight a game last season for a very talented Arizona squad. What do you think of this pick and, and looking at this offseason in front of what the Bulls have? Well, we'll find out, uh, what is that, Friday? No, tomorrow. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's Thursday, right? Yep. The days are running together. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, tomorrow night we'll know if they get a deal done with Zach Levine, and I have every reason to believe that they will. Every source I've checked with, Zach is going to agree to a five-year, $212 million deal tomorrow night. And so I just look at their team. They took the best player on their board, which is, you guys know, we've talked draft in NFL, NBA. Take the best guy on the board. I don't care what position he plays. Otherwise, why do you waste your time 
evaluating everybody and then setting up a draft board. For people out there who don't know how it works, when I was working for Indiana, they had a draft board, and they said Ken Miller is rated the highest here, and then the next guy, and the next guy. There's Trent. There's Cap. And then when their pick comes, you simply take the best guy on your board, or why did you set the board up that way? And so when they looked at this kid and went, well, he defends. We think he can be a pretty solid shooter. He's got length. He's a good person. He comes from a you know, real good program where he's learned the game. Uh, I get why they took this kid. There are a lot of people in town that wanted them to take size. I think they would have taken Mark Williams had he been there from mm, Duke, Duke, but he yeah. was gone already. And I heard they tried to trade up 18 and Kobe White to move in front of Charlotte to get Mark Williams. Kobe White doesn't have any value. Nothing. So that wasn't going to work, and they weren't going to put Patrick Williams in a deal. That's the guy they really believe can be a hell of a player, as do I. So they took this kid. They're going to try and bring him along. Let's not forget Jimmy Butler was picked 30th, barely saw the floor as a rookie, and now he's one of the best players in the league. So you just got to develop guys. Got to look at the White Sox cap. Uh, you stayed up and watched him win last night behind Cueto. Like, I get Baltimore is better than everybody thought that they were going to be, but losing three out of four last weekend as they did, you, you can't do that if you're a contender in my mind. So off there, they're in uh, California. They're going to face the Giants uh, over the weekend, but a whole bunch of games coming up against uh, divisional foes. What, seven of them against the Twins before the All-Star break, four of them against Cleveland uh, that they got to go to, Cleveland, Detroit, who's playing better well we know where this team is by the all-star break because to me it's it's uh it's two steps forward three steps back it just, they just can't they can't get on a run here cap what's behind that well they haven't been able to put their whole lineup together healthy that's a fact i don't think they've had the lineup they projected opening day together for one day not one hmm. now they've got to get their closer back now tonight you've got I can't wait to watch the game tonight. Like, I'm going to take a nap this afternoon so that I hopefully will stay awake tonight. I want to watch Shohei Otani yep. against Michael Kopech. Like, I don't wish COVID on anybody, but the fact that I don't have to go to work or go anywhere <laughs> and I can just lay on my couch and watch that matchup, that, that for me is, like, must-watch television. But they've got to get Liam Hendricks back. I think they're getting close to getting Aloy Jimenez back. You know, they, last night they broke out offensively, and the big hit in the game, they scored, what, 11? Was it 11 to 4? Mm-hmm. Is that the final? The fact that Josh Harrison came up with that big home run, that was the key blow in the game because you're down 3 nothing. you scratch across a run at 3-1, and I'm thinking, they're going to lose two straight to this awful Angels team? And then, boom, home run, everyone relaxes, and they blow the game wide open and win it going away. So tonight, let's see what they do against one of the best pitchers in baseball. They've got to get healthy, and then they have, I think it's 19 games starting July the 4th with 14 of the 19 against the Twins and the Guardians. We'll know a lot by the end of that 19 games, which will be right around the All-Star break. We will know a lot about this team. What was your takeaway over the weekend, Tony LaRussa, telling reporters that the veterans are, quote, playing under trainer instructions that if they make a routine out, they slow it down, unquote. Your takeaway from that one, I know, at least on the Twitterverse, that created a lot of angst with some White Sox fans. Yeah, 
look, I understand that I was watching with that base of knowledge last night, and I watched Tim Anderson hit a ball in the hole, and he ran like me down to first base. <laughs> but Tim Anderson's that important to that team. He's playing with that groin still got to be an issue. I mean, he got back pretty quick from a strained groin. If the trainers are telling those guys, guys, do not sprint all the way down the line. Now, again, if it's a playoff game or it's a game to get to the playoffs in September, you do what you got to do. But right now, I think it's intelligent. I do. I know everyone's old school and they've got to play at 110%. But if those guys aren't healthy, you'd rather have some stuff, uh, you know, some part of Tim Anderson on the field than no Tim Anderson. Cap, just one more before I let you go. Uh, regarding the Bears, I saw a quote from Darnell Mooney, who's all in on his quarterback. He thinks Justin Fields is going to take, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, a major step forward. He's going to open up some eyes uh, this year. Is that kind of the consensus, Cap, not on, um, amongst his receivers, who you would hope that they would come to uh, defense of their quarterback like that, but does the you know people that cover the team think that uh, watch uh, Fields step forward this year, you're really going to notice a different QB? Uh, you know, that's what they're saying. My question, and I, you know I love Justin. I think he's going to be a really good player. But who's blocking for him? Yeah. Who's catching these passes? You know, all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that Equinemius St. Brown, what did he have, 16 catches? He plays with Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pringle, they let, tra- uh, what's his name, Tyree Kill leave mm-hmm. in Kansas City and didn't even hang on to this dude. Uh, Dante Pettis. We're supposed to believe that all these guys that washed out in other places are supposed to be big-time impact guys here. Again, I like Justin very much, and I think he is the future. I'm just not convinced this team's going to be very good. Maybe he can show enough that if the Bears are picking super high in the draft, they could trade down and not take a quarterback. Cap, I, I hate to end it on this note. I, I saw a picture of uh, of Steve McMichael. Boy, it seems like he's on his uh, his last. Sadly, right? It's it, the end is near. It's awful. It's yeah. absolutely terrible. Awful. There's there's just been too much death around that Bears beat this year. We lost Vaughn McClure. We lost Jeff Dickerson, two guys that I was friends with that I worked with. Uh, and then we just lost John Moon Mullen a week yep, ago. Yep. And now we're about to lose, or God forbid, you know, whenever that happens, he's dealing with ALS mm-hmm. and he looks horrible. It's uh, Steve McMichael, who I believe, not because he's sick, because he deserves it, he belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm. Hell of a career, no doubt about it. Cap, uh, you uh, take care of yourself, Cap. Thanks for doing this for us. We appreciate it. Enjoy the uh, uh, White Sox-Angels game tonight. Uh, should be a good one, Kopech and uh, Otani. Thank you, Cap. We'll talk yep. to you in a week. I appreciate you guys. Yep, good to hear from you, bud. Take care. Uh, David Kaplan uh, from Chicago. is uh, He battles his uh, COVID fight. He's a different. He's full of energy. Yeah. And You've lifted the cap over the years. I could tell right away when yeah. he picked up the phone. Wasn't the same cap. Still good. Yeah. Just a different energy level. Yeah, just... It's, uh, anyways, we will tell you about Centurion Stone of Iowa. They make it possible for us to uh, speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. Centurion Stone of Iowa, if you're in the market for manufacturing natural stone, got a project that involves stonework inside, outside, 
Give them a chance, Centurion Stone of Iowa. You can visit them online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. The showrooms on Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Circa sponsors Trent's Play of the Day. It's next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9 Meadows. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday, Murph and Andy. It actually is Murph and Andy. The full crew, all three, will be here for the first time. I think they have a... February. Feels that way, doesn't it? Not a long time. Yes. They're back. Uh, good to have them back in tow, and they'll be on the air at 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. The Fanatics, Ross Peterson, and to be named TBD. To be named guest host uh, coming up today uh, with Ross Peterson at 3 o'clock. Of course, Hawk Central tonight, and Leistakow is on vacation, is he not? Oh, yeah, that's he right. Is. Yeah. He is. Uh, anyway, so play the daytime. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, you got baseball. Got are you playing tennis? Uh, Not playing tennis. Betting tennis? <laughs> Probably be better for me to play tennis. Though yesterday was a great, great day. Uh, getting that live victory. Maybe. Seven to one. Take seven to one any day, any sport. I might be doing some live betting with Wimbledon. But, yo, nothing on the docket uh, currently. I got four plays in baseball. One, two, and Hang three Hang on yesterday. a second. Uh-oh. I'm watching a commercial. You know who's on a television commercial? Who? Sean Roberts. Oh, really? What's this for? He's going big time. Uh, your late night... It's it's pizza, it's Augusto. Ah, look at that, Sean. And I think that that was uh, Stansbury behind. Is that a Fong? Oh, That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Fongs. <laughs> Sean, good for him, man. Out there. Have you seen that? No, he's an I, actor I, now. I, he does it all. He does um, do it all. Coming soon afternoons. Fingers crossed. He well, deserves let's, it. Let's hope that happens. Yep. Four plays today in baseball. I'm going to do something dumb here in just a few minutes. Yep. I can't say no to the price. Irvin's a good pitcher for the A's. I'm going to take them at plus 290 against the Yankees. The Yankees are more than a minus 330 favorite. You I know just, what? And the A's have kind of played them. They were up 5 nothing two nights ago and lost 11-5 or 9-5 or something. I can't say no to the price. I know it's dumb. I'm going to do it. Yeah. A's plus 290. Got a hunch, Trent. Bet a bunch. Not a bunch. Okay. You know me. We'll go back to the Guardians. Back to the well with Cleveland here tonight. Bunny has not been very good as of late for the Twins. Quantrill's been okay. Like the pitching matchup there, just minus 104 with Cleveland. Going Miami tonight. Alcantara's on the bump for them. That's the reason he's so good. He's fun to watch. If you haven't, Cardinals fans or baseball fans that don't get to see Mm -hmm. much Marlins baseball, keep an eye on him tonight. Going back to the Reds. Hunter Green, after a rough, rough start, he's been good at times. He's a dynamic talent. We will play the Reds Uh, here. Against two for the Cubs. Uh, Steele. Justin Steele, okay. Gets the start in that one. He's been good. You know, I got a John Deere Classic play for you as that starts tomorrow. <laughs> the Gala. It's, we talked about this earlier. It's an awful thing. Terrible. Just brutal. I feel bad for them. The Gala, after what he had last week, goes into 18 with a real great chance to win and doesn't get it done. He's 30-1 to 1 right now on Circa. At that price in this crappy field, 
<laughs> There's an endorsement for those of you headed over to the Quad How cities. can you say no? I got uh, Thigala 30-1, to 1, also uh, taking a couple of shots at top 20s for Fratelli and C.T. Pan. Those are my plays in the John Deere. Oh, my gosh. I got a problem. You do. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Circus Sports Sponsors, Trent's Plays of the Day. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for being with us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3.